Hello and welcome. Thought I would um, open up this episode with some poetry I wrote. And I find poetry quite a a nice tool to express, especially being on this journey. It's quite uh, it's quite freeing to pull it into words and share. So this is um, a poem I wrote, which describes where I'm at at the moment, and. I'll just read it first and then perhaps I can uh, discuss it further as well. So, when the perishable loses its taste and shine, you are on the right track. This naturally occurs when the unchanging becomes clear amidst the changing. You can still enjoy the perishable treats of this world but you no longer seek them. So this poem describes almost a detachment or emptiness to things I used to enjoy. And it's not quite the case where the joy of, you know, whether it's eating a nice meal or having a nice conversation or you know, watching a nice movie, you know, some simple joys. It's not like they've disappeared, but there's been almost a, a space between the joy. So it's almost, um, I guess, the more I've spent time in presence, the more I've seen how these simple joys were once very important, but they they no longer have the importance that they once had. And I find it's difficult for the mind to adjust, because I've been living through, you know, those kind of... Um, those kind of little joys, I guess, you know, waking up and the sun's shining or, you know, connecting with people. And I find that it's harder to enjoy those things at the moment. It's There's a bit of a disconnect. And perhaps it's an adjustment period, you know, as as the practice deepens, maybe there's an adjustment period of where, you know, um, there is some maybe numbness or detachment to things that, things that you use to keep yourself going. Almost it's part of your life, I guess. And it's quite a, yeah, it's quite an experience to, 
to feel that those <laughs> those um, small joys don't have are not what you thought they were. That instead of it being a complete, encompassing, meaningful experience, now you can almost see it for what it is. And perhaps I can relate it to thoughts. You know, once identifying with thoughts and who you are as a person, but once your journey begins and you start to see thoughts and know that those thoughts are not you, there's almost an adjustment period to to be comfortable with knowing that that's not you anymore. It may seem strange at first, and and it's it feels like that's happening for me for a lot of um, simple joys in life. So I'm at a stage almost where it feels like everything in form, everything around me means nothing. And I know that's not ultimately true. Everything is serving, but I think it's just part of an adjustment that I'm going to have to almost relearn to interact with these things you know, from the place I'm at at the moment, or from the perspective of being being completely present. And I can imagine on this, you know, with doing this practice, there's going to be lots of moments like this, you know, everyone's going to have their own individual experiences and and journeys where suddenly you may feel quite frightening or it may feel fearful or even it may feel sad. You may feel like, oh, I once used to enjoy doing all of these things, but now that's that's gone for the moment. Or, you know, there's some recalibrating needed. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, I guess, to describe this, I find. It's hard to put this in words, but... Hopefully you've got the gist of, of where I'm coming from. <clears throat> so some of the small things I've been doing as part of my practice is... is it's been around food recently. I've, um... I had a habit. You know, over the last few years or so of of overeating of you know um you know if I had a meal in front of me, I thought you know that I have to finish it or even though you know I'll, I may be full up, there's almost a an automatic mode that okay yeah i've I've poured this food out, it's there um and it just needs to be finished, and that was very automatic for me and and I've kind of made a slight change where, you know, each meal I have, I'm, I'm almost, um, there's almost a affirmation happening with each bite, you know, of me saying, am I full yet? And it's something that Wayne Dyer used to do. He used to ask himself, you know, is my cup full? Do I need another sip of water? No, that's okay. Or do I need another bite of food? And... I find that's that's been quite beneficial for me, you know, 
you know, there's the obvious beneficial of not feeling like bloated or, you know, having stomach pains, thinking, oh God, you know, I, I ate too much, which I'm sure we can all relate to at some point. And that's something I've been doing as well. Um, and for those of you um, interested in manifestations, which is something I'm quite new to, you know, manifesting things in your life, um, it's something that... I haven't really come across or focused my energy on. Um, on Eckhart Tolle's YouTube channel, he's released a series of videos about manifestation. And I think he's doing a course on it as well. So it's like a, a course you'd pay for and you would do over a certain amount of weeks. But I wanted to briefly touch upon that as well because... The only kind of um, the only tool I've used for you know wanting things in my life is has come from almost a desire a desire for something you know I wish I had this or I'm going to work really hard to get this one thing you know this one I, I need this in my life or I'm lacking this in my life and what Eckhart is saying is um, when it comes to trying you know to manifest something in your life. Because, you know, we all have that, you know, human nature to, you know, want certain things or want our lives to be a certain way. Whether it's, you know, a better job or a relationship or, you know, where where you're living at the moment, you may want that situation improved. Um, Eckhart talked about, you know, when you manifest something, um, you do it from a place of being. So you're not coming from a place of, you know, I, I desperately need something or something's lacking in my life. He mentions that, you know, often if it comes from that place and you get what, you know, what you're desiring, it often isn't fulfilling for you. You know, sooner or later there's going to be maybe an, an unhappy side of that. You know, once you have it, then something may switch. There may be a reaction. And usually there may be the wanting of more. It may not satisfy what you originally wanted. So when wanting from the mind and desiring from the mind, there's often a, a lack of depth to that. You know, there's often, a, I think there's a saying of wanting, ver, you know, getting things because we want them or getting things because, you know, they'll fulfill a need that we're not aware of will fulfill a <clears throat> fulfill something deeper inside of you, not something on the surface. And so coming from that place of being, you know, whatever you manifest from there is going to be something more more substantial in the sense of, you know, whether it's serving or whether it's it's gonna come from a place of I guess it's hard to find a word. <laughs> Maybe a place of pureness. There's going to be purity there. Because often with the mind, it's, you know, you're, you're desiring things from a, 
almost an unstable place. You know, you may feel like you really want this, but, you know, the mind is not a reliable source to almost, uh, it's not a reliable foundation to to think, you know, um, what you'd like to improve your life or your life situation. So I won't mention too much more about it because, of course, Eckhart puts it in a in a great way. Uh, so if that's something that interests you in regards to, you know, manifestations or manifesting things in your life, um, then there's a series of videos again on his on his channel. So just a few moments of being present. So I thought I would continue reading a bit of The Power of Now. And I think this upcoming passage relates a little bit to a little bit towards desire. So this may be a useful passage to to read as we just briefly touched upon manifesting in our lives. Okay. If you are dissatisfied with what you have got, or even frustrated or angry about your present lack, that may motivate you to become rich. But even if you do make millions, you will continue to experience the inner condition of lack, and deep down, you will continue to feel unfulfilled. You may have many exciting experiences that money can buy, but they will come and go and always leave you with an empty feeling and the need for further physical or psychological gratification. You won't abide in being, and so feel the fullness of life now that alone is true prosperity. So give up waiting as a state of mind. When you catch yourself slipping into waiting, snap out of it. Come into the present moment. Just be and enjoy being. If you are present, there is never any need for you to wait for anything. So next time somebody says, sorry to have kept you waiting, you can reply, that's all right, I wasn't waiting. I was just standing here enjoying myself. Enjoy in myself. 
These are just a few of the habitual mind strategies for denying the present moment that are part of ordinary unconsciousness. They are easy to overlook because they are so much a part of normal living, the background static of perpetual discontent. But the more you practice monitoring your inner mental, emotional state, the easier it will be to know when you have been trapped in past or future, which is to say unconscious, and to be and to awaken out of the dream of time into the present. But beware, the false unhappy self, based on mind identification, lives on time. It knows the present moment is its own death, and so feels very threatened by it. It will do all it can to take you out of it. It will try to keep you trapped in time. So that's the end of that passage. And I find the end of that can be quite fearful for people to to think that the mind is trying to keep you in th in thoughts because somebody perhaps who's new to the practice this may feel quite quite harsh to think that oh god you know the mind is the mind an enemy you know am i you know trying to you know am i trying to to fight something but I believe Eckhart here is talking about the nature of the mind. And the nature of the mind is to think. And when you are in, in presence, then you are in a state of not thinking. You are in a state of just inner spaciousness. And for the mind to survive, it has to continue thinking. It has a... the ego obviously fears it fears not not having the attention, which is why it, you know it said in the last few lines that the mind does all it can to get your attention, to you know to for to for another thought to come up to get your attention. And so that's quite interesting, and it's, I I think it's useful to understand the nature of the mind. So when you are trying to be present and thoughts are coming up, you can just simply know that, oh, that's just the mind doing its thing. It's, it's meant to be thinking. It's, that's all it does. That's, that's all it knows. And for it to almost feel like to stay alive, it feels like it needs to continue thinking. And you may feel this energy shift when you are being present, that there's, a, there's almost a death there. And it's the death of the ego, it's the ego dying, almost. And sometimes people feel that pain, that, you know, that something trying to draw them back in. And so this is something that, as, as your practice matures, you know, there'll be, you know, there may be, you may feel this resistance, you know, if you feel, if you imagine two bits of Velcro, and it's, 
it's you're you're now going through a practice of undoing this where you are not no longer identifying with the mind you are no you you understand that the mind is is not you it's there and we we all have a mind and thoughts but there's almost a an undoing of that and sometimes that can be painful it can be it can feel like a death or it can feel like something's you're losing something and and maybe this this can relate to you know in my sense l- losing the joy of some some activities and feeling a bit disconnected and even sadness as well because i feel like for me there's a you know it, there's a sense that everything's lost meaning because obviously i've i've i'm strongly identified with the mind and now 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 it, there's a natural space opening up there there's almost yeah there's almost a i think i used a word that needs to be a, almost to recalibrate to this new place i'm looking from so extremely grateful for you know reading these books and the videos because it's a great guidance because sometimes you can think like you're you know even losing your mind or you're in a place that's almost a new space a new you know and it's it can be quite fearful and having you know reading like the power of now or you know watching videos it can almost reaffirm that you are on the right track that you know this is this is part of the process part of the journey and um i feel like it's it's such a useful guide you know because i think muji described this process of you know becoming present you know there's nothing greater than that I think um he used the example of you know traveling around space looking going to Mars and doing all these things but he equated that as something you know not close to experiencing the present moment and your true self and it's again it's so easily overlooked you know because of the the noise of life you know of where we are and i find that part of this journey is is continuing to reaffirm what what we're finding in ourselves what we're exploring you know whether it's something where we've we've just started to realize that i don't want to live with all of this noise anymore in my head or you know you want a little bit more peace in your life wherever you are in that journey there needs to be almost a to reaffirm that because we're so conditioned in our minds of how we live our lives and you know like for me I'm I'm conditioned to enjoy 
a movie or a meal and be really and you know now that conditioning is wearing away now i understand that yes i can enjoy this but it's going to it's going to go it's 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 simply a passing a passing pleasure you know versus before where i would enjoy this pleasure then think okay i need to get more of that when's the next one happening and living your life from one pleasure to the next and you know avoiding pain as well and now it's living life from a completely different dimension where you understand that you know, pleasure and pain comes and goes and you're in this almost neutral place where before you know there's an example music uses about being in a certain gear of life where you're moving and wanting and worrying about certain things and you're always in, in a certain gear if you you know equate that to driving but now you've being in the present moment you're you're in neutral where you realize that everything is changing around you but you are the unchanging okay i think i'll and on that note, so um, if you like to support this uh, podcast, there's you can check out the description for ways to do that. And I was thinking of perhaps doing another um, set of episodes on meditation. So I did um, ten days of meditation quite a while ago. So. Um, perhaps I may do that again, maybe, you know, 10 days or, or five days might be a bit better of, of you know, of a short meditation that, that can be done. And, yeah, so again, thank you for joining me today. I wish you well in this moment, as always, and I'll speak to you again soon.